You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me, bye And welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me as always, he is the perfect 10, Mikey Manfredi. Aw, thanks. Yeah, I mean, the gimmick is uh, no longer used, so I figured we could just steal it. The gimmick is a free agent now. <laughs> yeah, I figured we could just steal that, so it's just, so, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's fair, fair use, my dude. <laughs> it's up for grabs now. Um, Nobody's. We have it. It's ours now. How you doing, Mikey? I'm doing pretty good. You were telling me earlier that you just got a new computer. Yeah, I just ordered a new laptop, so hopefully I'll actually be able to do stuff now instead of just having this brick that does nothing, basically. Faster uh, edits. And I'm very excited about it. Faster better edits, definitely. Faster, or... better quality edits. Because I'll be able to do more uh, stuff that adjusts the audio quality. Because I couldn't really do that last time. Because every time I would do that, my laptop would crash. Yeah, you've been running on a, a potato. Yeah, basically. Um, but luckily, you have a new new laptop computer coming in. Not this week, but presumably next week. Free two day shipping, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Oh my god. Oh, this rich man over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Not let really, us get but... into the pre-show. We kind of reference it with your nickname, Mikey. Uh, WWE has announced the release of three superstars. Um, Ty Dillinger, Hideo Tommy, and TJP. Um... Let's just go down the line, Mikey. What are some memories of, if any memories, or any thoughts you have about TJP, TJ Perkins? Uh, TJP, uh, I have what, actually like one really solid memory of TJP, and that's when he did a whole match with a jobber while cutting a promo. Yeah, I forgot about that match. That was early in 205 Live history. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Like that was really really cool. Where he was just cu- he was just cutting an entire promo while in the middle of a match. Yeah, I re- that was like as soon as he turned heel, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying like he's the best technical wrestler and just you know just doing submission moves while cutting a promo. That was a oh I forgot about that. That was like one of the one of the few two hundred five episodes I've watched, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I for- totally forgot about that. What about uh, Hideo Itami? Um, honestly, got nothing. <laughs> I ha- I didn't really watch Hideo Itami like at all. Now, in your defense, he most of his run with WWE has probably been him injured. Yeah, I think that's the that was the case. I saw a little um, bit of his feud with. Um, was it Tozawa, I think? Yes. 
Yeah, I Probably. saw a little. I saw a little bit of that. That was about it. It's 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 been pretty insane. He debuted in WWE in uh, twenty fourteen. Jeez. And since then, got injured. Um, where he was inactive for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back, got injured again. Then he went to 205 Live. He was fine there, but, you know, it's 205 Live <laughs> saying that, um, you know, not it's not the normal Raw or SmackDown where if he did not get injured, he almost most certainly would have been in there. He most certainly would have been an NXT champion, most likely, and he would have been on SmackDown probably in the Shinsuke Nakamura spot, which I guess is bad that I think about it because hmm. the Nakamura spot currently is I don't know what it is I Not, guess uh, with Rusev with Rusev for some reason for some reason yeah Um. yeah I guess I don't know maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a bad thing either way he's going off most likely probably returning back to Noah um, his, his favorite home promotion um most maybe AEW there. has eyes on them. Who knows? Uh, yeah, maybe AEW has eyes on them. Maybe, maybe Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, maybe New Japan. New Japan would ha- mess. New Japan's definitely wanting to get every all. Either way, everyone, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Noah, they all are on like a s- scouting talent all over the place. Um, as of late, so literally, I could imagine Noah, but literally any of those could be an option. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I just a quick aside. Yeah, very, for very excited for Double or Nothing. Ooh, I, I'm loving that this show is becoming me watching you turn into the indie independent mark that we all strive to be. I'm very excited for Double or Nothing. I need to get into like I need to kind of go back and like watch some. I need to watch some Bucks matches. I need to watch some Lucha Bros matches, some some uh, Adam Page matches, just so I could get a feel for everybody before going into it. Oh man! So I can get I myself got, more I got hype. Links. I was I like, please send me any you, links you have dude. because I want to see. I need to. I need to see. I need to get myself involved here, so I could go into Double or Nothing with at least some knowledge of these people. Oh yeah, I mean that is that is completely fair. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of just think of some things off the bat right now. I'm saying if you can find, first of all, of course you're going to want to go to YouTube. You don't want to be spending more money on New Japan Pro Wrestling or you know World of Honor or whatever Honor Club. That's what it's called, Honor Club. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be doing that, right, Mikey? Not really. Um, which is fair. Honestly, it's fair. Um. I'll spend my Let's $10 see. on WWE Network. Thank you very much. I'll hit you with this link right off the bat. Um, this is from a, the promotion, uh, new, re, new N-E-W, Redemption. You can find it on YouTube. I'll send you a link, my dude. Mm-hmm. It is uh, Kenny Omega versus Phoenix versus Ray Phoenix, one half of the Lucha Bros. Cool. I think for I, for a free YouTube video of forty minutes. So the log. the lucha nice. 
So the Lucha Bros are Phoenix and Penta El Zero? Correct. Okay. Um, both became... This is this is the new segment I pitched to you. We're entering the new segment I pitched to you, which is the Ryan's Indie Corner. Ryan's Indie Corner. Yeah, uh, you did you did pitch that, and I do like the idea of it. Maybe that's maybe that's we'll try that for next week. Um, uh, uh, Pentagon and Phoenix both started um, gaining popularity. They both started wrestling, you know, way before all this, but they started pretty much gaining the United States popularity through a TV show called Lucha Underground on the Lucha El Rey Network. Mm-hmm. Um, they got really popular on that show. Um, they've since gone all over the place. They've gone to Impact. They've gone to PWG. They've gone to all. They've never gone to New Japan. Uh, at one point, there was they were really trying to get them there. Um, they've never gone to Ring of Honor. They've never gone to WWE. But they've been pretty much everywhere else. Um, champions all over the place, and either singles titles or tag titles. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. They're they are a hot commodity, and they're a huge get for AEW. Um. So I'll hit you with this link, Mikey. But if you want to check it out. Kenny Omega versus Phoenix in a one-on-one competition. If it matters to you, Dave Meltzer gave this a 4.75. Whoa. Bold. So, uh, if that helps you in any capacity, you can be able to see uh, a 40-minute match of one of the best in the world. Two of the best in the world, probably. One of the legit best wrestlers in the world versus Phoenix, who is just a high-flying, like, Oh my god, I can't imagine. It's gonna probably gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, or I mean, or, or Mikey, if you really want to just go into the deep end, I mean, just really, just really go into the deep end. I'm sure. What you got to do is look up all in. Hmm. I, I mean, all in was would pretty much be the precursor of AEW. You got matches of. Penta, Pentagon, Penta L Zero versus Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. It's yeah, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi versus Bandito, uh, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. Whoa! Yeah, so there are All In is definitely a place for you to start going. Um, or just look up PWG, PWG Young Bucks, and you can probably find a bunch of stuff of them high-flying over the place. Mm-hmm. We'll save Indie Corner <laughs> for another time, maybe. <laughs> um, um, but let's let's come back in from that tangent. Let's real quickly so, talk about one person that may or may not be heading to the Indie Corner. Uh, Ty Dillinger, who was also released by WWE. Um, uh, really, We took a really long tangent away from this, but... To really get back into it, Ty Dillinger has also been released by WWE. The perfect 10, Mikey. Any thoughts on where he might go? Since we're talking about Indie Corner, independent stuff. Any thoughts about where he might go? Um, I mean, I'm hoping AEW, but I have no idea. Honestly, I'm like he. I don't know where he was before WWE, before NXT. So I don't know like where he has ties to or anything like that. So like Ty, De- like WWE was my first introduction to Ty Dillinger as a wrestler. So. Yeah, I don't really know. Well, honestly, Mikey, he the world is his oyster. Uh, Ty Dillinger uh, has pretty much been with WWE since the beginning, since the beginning of his career. Oh, okay. So he can just um, he, he, he can take his pick, basically. 
he doesn't, he doesn't have any uh any he, ties anywhere or anything like that. Yeah, he was he sort of you know he did some of that like every once in a while like matches in some places, but then in in 2006 he went to Ohio Valley Wrestling, which was WW, WWE's um uh, uh feeder uh, development program. Uh, he was he he has since been in development since 2006. He was at Ohio Valley, then FCW, then he was on ECW. Remember WWE's ECW? Of course, I remember ECW. He was there for like a year. Then he was then he got released. Went to the independent circuit for like uh, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, not much. Then he went for like a couple years. Then he went back to WWE for NXT, um, and then he got released. So, I mean, he could go back to Ring of Honor, could go back to Impact at this point, but, I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah. Who honestly knows where he might go? Um, I, I would agree with you. I would like to see him in AEW. I think, obviously, real life, uh, Cody Rhodes and Ty Dillinger are friends. Um. So I would like to see him in AEW. They're definitely playing it cool and not being like, you know, oh, we really want him in AEW. Like, I, I can't. I'm so excited to buy him. Not the <laughs> right word, uh, but you know, maybe they, maybe there's a place for him in AEW. Maybe there's a, uh, you know, they have a show coming up in May, so maybe uh, we can see him there. Or I mean, well, we could also see him at Double or Nothing. Now that I think about it. The, maybe the over the budget battle royal. Who knows? Over the budget battle royal. Oh yeah. Are we are we going back to the indie corner? That was I don't I don't even know what that is. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe you will save that for next week. Maybe you can watch it on YouTube, Mikey. Look up all in over the budget battle royal, and then next week we'll come back with uh, maybe your take on that. Okay. Go a little well, indie corner. We'll do. Maybe that's the homework. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the show is like not only us booking, but also like your development into like an indie person. Hey, we're getting there. It's like that's it's starting. It's starting. I'm excited for it. Um, but speaking of the show, your boy's probably gonna buy one of those those hot AEW hoodies soon. So they're so good. God, man, they're so good. Uh, well, speaking of the show, Mikey, um, it is now time for us to do the thing that we have. Uh, been told to do by the randomizer, by our god, uh, and that is three words, Mikey. Can you tell me what they are? Hit the books. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of confidence <laughs> on that one, but <laughs> I'm not good at tests. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got straight B's in high school, didn't you? Yeah. Sure, that's generous. Straight C's. No, I, I, I did okay in high school. So, yeah, it was more like bees. Uh, the the get-through grade. Yeah, basically. Uh, I love it. Uh, speaking of bees, it's time to hit those books, which start with a B. That's the transition, folks. Anyways, um, last week, last week on our version of SmackDown Live, we opened up the show with the inaugural women's tag team champions, the Country Club, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. They said that they've been overlooked for too long to the point that their spots have been taken. They said that they now are the inaugural champions. They will take on anyone past, present, and future across all three brands. Um, and that they are no longer going to be overlooked. They are going to be representative of the women's division. 
Uh, then Jesse Duke and Marina Schaefer come out and stand on the stage and stare them down menacingly. Um, this did get a... I didn't have the excitometer scores prepped. Uh, this got a... A... 2.99 out of good. 4. I almost and, and the book stores scores are actually getting tabulated as we speak, so... Um, you will have to check them out on your own audience. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, so I don't have those booking scores for you, Mikey. That's I okay. do apologize. That's okay. Um, but we can keep moving forward with the next matchup, which is Bailey versus Carmella. Um, with Bailey picking up the victory here. This match got on the Excitement Meter 2.73 out of 4. Nice. I mean, eh. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, Kevin Owens versus Cesaro with Sheamus by his side in a United States Championship match. The finish here being that Owens hits Cesaro with a chair and gets disqualified. So Cesaro picks up the victory. But Owens retains his title. But Owens re- retains his title, um, which is good for him. Um, uh, Excitometer gets a 3.6 out of 4. Whoa. Yeah. Ke- people huge. getting excited about Kevin Owens. Um, next up, Roderick Strong versus Mike Kanellis. During the match, Undisputed Era try to get involved, and Brian and Nakamura hold them off, but they accidentally hit Mike Kanellis in the process, which then results in Roderick Strong hitting Kanellis with an end of heartache to pick up the victory. Excite meter here is a 3.4. Okay. All right. Dang. This feud's getting a uh, getting a little hype too. Um, hopefully those booking scores are good. I really hope the booking scores are not good on that mm-hmm. one. Um, backstage segment: Sheamus and Cesaro are being interviewed. Uh, it's confirmed that next week it will be Sheamus getting United States Championship opportunity against Kevin Owens. Uh, then, um, because you said his name, Kevin Owens comes out and attacks both members of the bar. Um, you know, hitting Sheamus with a chair, throwing, hitting Cesaro with a chair, throwing him into this, that, those like big, big trunks. Um, and it's just, just a nasty sight. Um, and yeah, no booking score because those are being tabulated as we speak. Moving on to the next matchup, Rowan versus Heath Slater. During the match, fog begins to billow out from beneath the ring. Then the lights go out and lightning hits the ring posts terrifying uh all of this allows heath slater to pick up the victory excitometer a 2.4 um booking obviously still being tabulated oh people aren't excited for spookiness i guess well in their defense this is just the excitometer scores mikey so uh on paper i would agree a Rowan versus Heath Slater matchup does not excite me the most. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I guess that, that that is without the the spookiness. Yeah, they they don't know the spooky what's about to happen to their eyeballs. Yeah. Um, in their defense, but that's all I got for them. I didn't see the lightning coming. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we don't see lightning all the time, and when we do, it's against Rowan and Heath Slater. <laughs> Um, next up, we got, I guess, the culmination, because we sort of talked about how it's sort of, like, happening throughout, um, which is English and Elias are performing at a local bar. 
and you know in between you know performing songs in between songs they talk about how they're no laughing matter and that they'll defeat sanity at Fastlane. Um, at this moment we have the last segment which is you know English comes out in English comes out to do some you know crowd work for the bar patrons uh, and then as he gets to one table one booth um, it appears to be sanity in disguise who then surprise attacked both English and Elias. Um, and really rough them up, rough and tumble them up. Get 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 really yeah, rough. It's... Kill them. Get them. <laughs> I mean, what? Get I mean, who, who uh, said that last part? Uh, next up in another match, it is Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax, with of course Charlotte Flair by Nia Jax's side. Uh, Becky Lynch ends up pulling out the victory here. But following the match, both Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair beat down on Becky Lynch, and Bailey ends out making the save. Bailey, SmackDown Live Women's Number One Contender Bailey makes the save for the Women's Champion Becky Lynch, which is a surprising turn of events. Quite. Um, this got a three out of four on the excitometer. All right, not bad. Bailey's finally getting past the twos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big, big thing for them. Um, Finally, in this segment, we have Miz TV with guests AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Styles says that he knows that he doesn't like a triple threat match because he knows for a fact that he's beaten Finn Balor, and he knows that he can beat Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins says Styles and Balor are great competitors, but Rollins knows he can beat Styles. And in every fiber of his being, he knows he can beat AJ Styles. Finn Balor calms him down, saying, look, guys, calm down. Because as much as Styles and Rollins want to fight each other, this is a triple threat match, and he has as much of a chance to win the WWE Championship as them. Balor says then says that he has beaten Rollins to become the first ever Universal Champion, and he says despite what the record books may say, AJ Styles knows he can't beat Finn Balor. Styles then slaps Balor. Balor turns around and tries turns around and tries to hit AJ Styles with a Pele kick. By the last second, Styles grabs Rollins, uh, and Balor hits Rollins. Instead of the Pele kick, they all begin to brawl, and a bunch of guards and backstage producers like Fit Finley comes out and break up all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a segment. Wild. Wild segment. What a wet and wild segment. Well, maybe not wet and wild. Just at but, least wild. I mean, Definitely wild. <laughs> At the very minimum, wild. Uh, and it should be said, actually, uh, I almost forgot. We had a bonus segment here, which was the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view match where the Country Club were end, end up winning and becoming the inaugural Women's Tag Team Champions over Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, the Iconics, Fire and Desire, Empresses of the Night, and Tamina and Lana, who were then replaced by Jesse Duke and Marina Schaefer. Um, the Country Club did pick up the victory here on the Excitometer. That match got a 3.4 out of 4. Wow. Big numbers. Big old numbers in the Excitometer. Very happy about that. Um, but that is all that happened last week, Mikey. It is now time for us to actually hit these books. Should be said, Mikey, this is the go-home show before Fastlane. Before the go-home show already? This is the go-home show. Jeez. I feel like it just – I feel like it came so fast. Yeah. I would I would easily agree with that. Uh, we are in the go home episode of SmackDown Live Fast Lane. Our Fast Lane special pay per view is this Sunday, 
Wait, no, not this Sunday. Yo, yeah, take yeah, t- this Sunday. Hold on. Time confused me. Um uh yes, Fastlane pay-per-view will be this Sunday. Um so stay make sure you're subscribed to be able to get that pay-per-view. Um so because it's coming up, we have to finish up this go home episode, Mikey. So uh let's start um what ideas what we got let's start with the u.s title picture we already know that match is happening it's going to be kevin owens versus sheamus um so let's talk about what's going to happen here okay so we need to figure out a couple things we need to figure out how kevin owens disrespects the title this time of course and we need to figure out the shenanigans that happened in this match see how uh how kevin owens comes out on top yeah, it does feel like there's going to be shenanigans. Yeah, especially after last week. I was trying to think of a way where, uh, where like Sheamus wins the match, just like you know how Cesaro won the match last week, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was disqualification. Um, I was trying to think of a way that Sheamus can win the match, but obviously Kevin Owens retains the title. I mean, count out. Um, that's what I came up with. You beat me to it. Uh, I came up with a count out. So does Kevin? So is it like a count out? As in, like they both like kind of are down and can't make the the count again, or does Kevin Owens just leave? Here is my pitch. Um, it is that it, it's becoming. A, it's going to be a double count out. Okay. And then. Um, I don't know if it actually works anymore. But I'll, I'll get, just pitch it to you anyways. Um, it's going to be a double count out. Um, they're both trying to get into the the match or back into the ring, I should say. Uh, Sheamus makes it. Like, they both look like they're both running to get into it. Sheamus slides into the ring, but Kevin Owens doesn't and just, like, backs away. And it's just like, you know, he's just like, whatever. You know, throws his hands, waves his hands, just like, whatever, and just gr- grabs the title and leaves. Ooh, here's something I like. What if Owens gets up and like fake slides in the ring to make Sheamus go in, and then it's just like nope, like he and then he's like he like baits oh, yeah. he like baits Sheamus at the sliding in the ring. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, and then he I like backs that's... up and he's like nope, nope, we're done. Yeah, like Sheamus is like I want to fight. I wanted this to be a fair thing. Kevin Owens is like nah, I don't care. Yeah, but it's gonna happen like at that. like the problem with that is that it's gonna happen at like exactly the nine second arc. Yeah, because anything else like Cesaro can just throw Kevin Owens back into the ring. Mm-hmm. No, he can't because if he touches him, then he then Chambers loses. Well, I mean, he's not punching him. I I figured like I figured I don't know the rule, but I figured if you just like grab a guy and throw him back in, it's fine. I think if they interfere in like any way with the match, then it's a DQ. That's uh, yeah. I don't know if if the refs if the ref sees it. That's fair. Okay, so uh, 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 the finish of the match is a uh, a countout. Um, um, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens feigns going back into the ring, uh, but does it? I guess. Yeah, he fakes it, uh, and then he backs away. Ref counts to ten. Ding, ding, ding. Sheamus wins, but champion's advantage. Owens keeps his title. 
Yeah, this allows Kevin Owens not to win but keep the United States title. Um, what a dirty tech. What was the what was the ruling we gave from GM Page about all this? What do you mean? I'm trying to remember what she said. Uh if he still has the United States Championship after WrestleMania, then he can challenge for the WWE Championship. So, yeah, he doesn't have to win the mm-hmm. matches. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. He doesn't have to win the matches. He just has to keep the title. I guess he's done it. He's done it with a double count. That's very Kevin. That's very Kevin Owens. I feel like just like finding the loophole way out of the way out of like constantly having to defend and win the matches, just like pressing his champions' advantage as hard as he can. That does make it sound like we got a backstage segment with him and GM Page following this match. She's like, "Oh, it's what did I what did I tell you? How like what did I tell you about the United States Championship?" And he's like, "All you said was that I had to have it by WrestleMania. You didn't say how." And then, because it's not official, uh, she then says, "Well, good luck this Sunday because you have to face." Both people, she she starts talking like this. She has to face both people at the same time, or something. So, yeah, here's here's an idea. She's like, "All right, well, good luck, good luck keeping that title, or good luck like keeping it after Fastlane because you're gonna have to face both of the bar, and no matter how you lose, you'll lose the title." You know, like, she takes away the champion's advantage, basically. Ooh, a two-on-one handicap match. Kevin Owens versus The Bar. No champion's advantage. Mm-hmm. What a stipulation. Like, if, if he loses if he loses in any way, he loses the title. Wow. Wow. So he can't, like, cheap his way out of it. What a stipulation. I love it. I love it. I like it. Um, okay, then I guess we confirmed Kevin Owens versus the Bar for the United States Championship. Um, that kind of gives me an idea if, for Fastlane too. Uh, in terms of that match, match ending, not match ending, but like during the match. Like, what if like during the match, Owens is just like. Doing like very Eddie Guerrero stuff and trying to make it look like the bar hit him with chairs and stuff and like trying to get them disqualified or something. Oh, interesting. <laughs> save that for sun save that for Sunday, Mikey. Sorry, sorry, hold it. Hold it back. Hold it back. Um Okay. If the match ends in a DQ or countout, Kevin Owens loses the title. Okay, what a st- what an interesting st- stipulation to add there. I love it. Um, okay, well then, um, let me. I gotta finish writing this backstage segment out for us, Mikey. But that does sound like we have. Is there anything else in the U.S. title? Uh, picture we need to figure out how he's disrespecting the title. How? Of course. Tell me about it. Tell me what you're thinking. It's a lot. Like it's hard, right? Because like we we did a lot already. What could he do? What could he? How could he possibly disrespect this title anymore? He already ate food off of it. Like, I feel like it's something in this backstage segment he has to do something with it. Hmm. What about... Okay, this is a very bold pitch, okay. Mikey. Kevin Owens is kind of an angry boy. 
Um, and he did see you later, boy. Sorry, I went with an Avril Lavigne reference. Um, <laughs> I, I apologize, sir. Um, what about uh, GM Page walks away and he just, like, you know, does a Kevin Ellen's, like, scream? Um, just a yell, you know what I mean? Uh, and then what if he just, like, th- like just, like takes it by the strap and just like th- bashes it on the ground or the wall or whatever a couple times. What if ooh, what if he just takes it by the belt and just smashes it into the TV? Oh, nice. That's probably in GM Page's office. Well, I imagine I, uh, yeah, I think I think the setting isn't the office. I think the setting is like um some other place. But mm-hmm. I do like the idea of it him smashing into a TV. Just like and just breaking it, and just just destroying the TV, and maybe the United States Championship. He's like, hopefully, he wants to destroy the United States Championship. <laughs> but then he starts having the idea of like, if I break it, then it doesn't exist anymore. That I'm no longer the United States <laughs> champion. Instead of them fixing it or anything. Yeah, you got a broken United States Championship. The symbolism. <laughs> just the symbol. It looks like it look, it look it starts to look like the hardcore championship where it's just like taped together. <laughs> it's just an amalgamation of random stuff. <laughs> it's just a bunch of pieces like kind of put together. I love it. I love it. Um okay, US title picture figured out. Uh if there's nothing else we're adding here. Uh, I think we're good on that. Okay. Well then let's move on to what do you want to move on to next, Mikey? What title picture? What rivalry? What do you want to move on next? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe we could work on. We need to. We need to make this WWE Championship match. We need. We need something to make it a steel cage match. Yes. Yes, we do. We pitched the idea. I think you pitched the idea of a steel cage match, if I'm not mistaken. Um somehow make this WWE Championship match a steel cage match. I think we started there last week with a brawl. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to start heating up this this feud. Um, yeah. We need something. Where, I think it, it needs something where everyone is brawling yet again. And then GM Page comes out and says, look, we're going to make it a steel cage match. Something, yeah, we need something to be like, you guys need to be contained. So we're putting you all in a steel cage. So what's the, so that is the end result of a segment we want to get, is them all brawling mm-hmm. um, in the ring. Um, What is the start of it? We already did Miz TV last week, so maybe a contract signing? I like a contract signing, a three-way contract signing. Okay, three-way contract signing. Three-way contract signing. Um, I feel like contract signing is usually very one-on-one, so this is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Segment contract signing. Will it all – hold on. Will it all change anything if it's like there's a contract (laughs) signing? It's like tangent, but I don't want to be, you know, really digging down in the dirt – 
with uh, contracts. But, you know, they're going to sign. I presumably all three of them are going to sign a contract. Then they're going to brawl. And then she's going to make United States, uh, make it a uh, steel cage match. I don't know. But contract, it feels like they already signed the contract. You can't change the amendment. You're not Darth Vader. She just crosses off triple threat. She, she, she just, like, she just, like, puts a little carrot after triple threat that says steel cage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe that's maybe those are the like individual segments in uh, at, at Fastlane. It's just them re-signing their contracts. <laughs> them signing, and, like, and then and then they give a promo waivers. about why they're going to defeat uh, Seth Rollins or Finn Balor, or AJ Styles. I mean, it's not bad. Keep that in mind. <laughs> that's actually I'm going to keep that. I'm, I'm going to let that. I'm going to let that marinate. So, do we do a contract signing this week, or do we do something else? No, I like contract signing. Okay. So, we got a contract signing of AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. What happens? Hmm. That's the tough part. We know it ends. We know we have the beginning. They all come out. The thing is, is that pretty much everyone gives a promo on each other. Yeah. Um, And... It ends somehow with all of them brawling. I don't know if anyone both goes through a table, but a table is definitely getting flipped. Um, who knows? What happens? What happens? Well, I guess we start with the promos, right? I feel like uh, who who started? It was AJ Styles, then Seth Rollins, then Finn Balor. So maybe either Seth Rollins or Finn Balor start with a promo. Um, who's Finn who, Balor? Yeah, who's who? I think. Who's moderating this? Is Pro- it Paige? Probably Paige. Okay. Paige is moderating this. This panel. Um, Finn Balor says that... Um, what's his motivations here? Um, that he... Again, I guess we can't... We can't just repeat the promos from last week. That's the tough part. But... He's out. What does he? What does he have to prove? I guess that's the question. That I think that's the the theme is that what do these three people have to prove? Last week it was the fact that like we've all beaten each other or we all believe we can beat each other. I think this week is like what do I have to prove by not only beating you two but by winning the WWE championship? What is what is my thesis statement of life? What am I? What is my goal in this company? What do I have to set out to prove as Finn Balor? Mm-hmm. Did that spark any ideas or joy in your heart, Mikey? I mean, it was a good idea. Um, I get like the whole like needing to prove themselves, to like, prove that they're worthy of the title shot, and like AJ needs to like say something to defend himself. I assume. Um, I think, yeah, I feel like AJ Styles is like, I think he is the f- third person, the f- last person to go. Yeah. Because I think his is like, I've got nothing to prove. Yeah. I'm already champion. Y'all could suck it. I'm already, I'm going to go eat I'm a already peach. better than every single person here. Yeah. I'm already better than everyone. I'm the WWE champion. I'm the top of the food chain. This is the house that AJ Styles built. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, literally, 
that's fine. I mean, that's that is the promo. He'll we'll we'll, we'll have our writers uh, draft up something better in terms of a promo. But like that's but, like the bullet points. <laughs> yeah, the bullet points are he has nothing else to prove. He has beaten them, beaten his. He's. Oh, I don't think he's. I'm not saying better. He is better than everyone in the locker room. Um, and this is the house that AJ Styles built. Mm-hmm. Um, simple enough. I mean, honestly, that is that is pretty much it. Um, he's got, he has nothing to prove. He's a WWE champion. He is better than everyone in the locker room because the, the WWE championship proves that. Um, this is the house that AJ Styles built. Um, this is, this is his domain. This is his brand. This is his division. He is the, he is the phenomenal one for a reason. The phenomenal one doesn't need to prove to the likes of you two. Yeah. I like that, yeah, that line. Definitely I feel like works. that line sort of maybe start to fight. Yeah, that that line is what gets everyone kind of angry. I like that. Okay. Um uh, and then uh, uh phenomenal one doesn't need to prove himself to Valor Rollins. Um and then they fight uh, who who I feel like Rollins attacks Styles here. Rollins is the first blow. Bold, bold of you to assume that the. I feel like we have three different sides of it. Like we have the face in Rollins, we have the heel in AJ, and then we have like the tweener in Balor. A little bit, yeah. So it's bold to assume that AJ makes the first move here, or not AJ? That's Rollins makes the first move here. Well, who's flipping the table, Mikey? I think that's the question. Who's flipping the table or putting someone through the table? Who Or who's going through the table? Oh, my gosh. Is there an idea of a coup de grace through a table? With AJ, like, stacked on top of Rollins or something? Oh, my gosh. A coup de grace through Styles, through Rollins, through a table. That's pretty good, but that'd be hard. I feel like that's hard to set up, you know? Yeah. Well, also, we don't want to necessarily... I don't think we're going to break a table because we don't necessarily want to have it be like, I'm destroying you. It's the idea of, like, we need to contain all of this. Mm. Like, I don't think anyone's going through a table. I think it's just, like, we're all fighting, fighting. We're all Then we'll all get pulled apart. Then we'll fight some more. Then we'll pull apart again. Then Paige will come and be out. Steel cage match, and we're like, cool. All right, yep, that makes sense. So you think Balor strikes the first move on Styles? I mean, I like I like Rollins doing the first blow. I think it's a bold I think it's a bold pick, but I do like Rollins doing it. Okay, Rollins because that that really Styles. shows how angry he's getting. Because if the if the face initiates a fight like that, very true, very true. Rollins attacks Styles, and they all brawl. Um, guards and Fit Finley come out again. <laughs> That's all he does at this point. Um, guards and producers um, separate. Obviously, they separate them. They fight again, fight some more, um, separated again. Uh, then GM Page comes out and 
says that this all needs to be contained, and it's going to be contained in a steel cage match. Brutal. Like it. This feels like our last segment of the show. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely the the going out point of the show. Um, cool. We, oh, we also need to figure out what Ballard and Rollins are saying. Oh, crap. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What does it, Seth Rollins need to prove? He needs to prove... Because ha, ha, has he beat Styles yet? No, right? No, he has he needs not. To pr- he needs to prove that he's better than Styles and that he needs to prove that when the dream match comes, he could beat Styles and he could come out on top, you know? And he, he needs to prove to... to himself that he could be the WWE champion again. Ooh, that's that's the good that's the thesis statement for Rollins. That he needs to prove to himself that he not only is worthy of the WWE championship once more, but that he is the best wrestler in this industry. Yeah. Uh, and he can do that by beating AJ Styles. I mean, that's that's it. Seth Rollins says that he needs to prove to himself. Okay, what does Finn Balor here need to prove? The tougher one feels like. It's kind of a tougher cookie to crack. Yeah, what I, I feel like we got pretty much nailed down what Rollins and AJ are saying, but we need to... Finn is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Because he's already beaten them both. I think Finn Balor needs to prove that... Well, I mean, that's the question, Mikey. Um, It's a question I don't think we've talked about, but the question is, is the demon appearing? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I honestly do not know either. Maybe, because the build for a steel cage match, I feel like we would need to get... Also, the thing is, if we are building through, the, we need to also build Finn looking more aggressive toward everyone. I mean, I can make the argument of like Finn Balor needs to prove that he can be an amazing WWE champion, and he can do it by himself. Like yeah. I can like like, but saying that implies that there will be no demon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it is sort of like he needs to prove to him and pretty much everyone that he can win the big one without the demon, because mm-hmm. he almost beat Styles without it. He has he has beaten AJ Styles with the demon. He and he almost beat AJ Styles without the demon. So he believes that he to he he says that I need to prove that that not only can I be a great world heavyweight champion, you know, you know after getting injured like he like that he can be a great champion after the universal championship getting injured at that match and relinquishing a day later. But that he can do this without the demon. That he can be he can win the big one without the help mm-hmm. i like that i like that he has to like he has to prove that he could win without the demon you know win without pulling out the demon and not have it like as a, he like almost not have it as like this fallback that he uses to win you know mm-hmm. 
Like, he wants yeah. to be able to do it on his own. Yeah. Which is very commendable. Which is very, which is very like, oh man, that that guy. I want to root for that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I don't want to pull out the demon until things get like dire, dire. You know. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if he wins on Sunday, if we decide that he wins on Sunday, either way, oh yeah, all we should all keep in mind. Drew, I think Drew McIntyre is a pretty good dire situation. Honestly, like a pretty dire circumstance. Yeah. Literally any of these three people, we got to keep in mind that like whoever wins on Sunday, if it's Styles, if it's Balor, if it's Rollins, all have to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. He is there in the shadows. Okay. Cause yeah, like like he's there waiting for whoever wins this match, whoever wins this brutal steel cage match, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's just watching he's just watching all of his potential opponents just destroy each other. Yeah, quite literally, he is just watching all of this destruction. Mm-hmm. He's a devious man. Um, okay, well, with that, Mikey, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will book the rest of our card. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, Mikey, we've got a lot of stuff left to do. we got the women's tag titles, the SmackDown Live tag team championships, we have the SmackDown Live women's championship, the... Uh, uh, Undisputed Era versus Nakamura, Brian, and Mike Kanellis. And I feel like we got something going on with Rowan and Wyatt. Um, presumably Wyatt, unless it's The Undertaker's returning. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so maybe let's just go there head first. Rowan and Wyatt. What would we like to do here? I think we need something else spooky to happen. A spook? We need a spook? We, we need a, spooky, a spook. A we need time? a major major spooky time. Um, okay, what do you propose? Um I feel like it's a backstage segment. I don't think we have enough matches to do it. Yeah, I like a backstage segment. Okay. So Rowan's backstage doing what? Maybe he's like packing up for the night. Like maybe they're like, Yeah, Rowan, you don't really have a match tonight, so like you're good to skedaddle. And he's like, "All right." After last week, you're after last week, you're fine. <laughs> we'll let it slide. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, yeah, you don't really have a match this week, or maybe we have one. Maybe we have one booked. Like maybe it's like Rowan versus Rhino. Um, and he's getting ready for it. Oh, yeah. Here's an idea. Okay. So I just put the piece together in my head. He has a match booked with Rhino. Okay, like it's Rowan versus Rhino, and he's in the back getting ready. And we have a shot of him in the locker room." And he, like, takes his bag off the hook, and behind his bag, there's, like, something carved into the locker. And it says, like, it says, like, follow the buzzers or, like, follow her or something like that. Oh, follow her. Oh, follow her. I like a lot, my dude. So, like, maybe it just says follow her. 
and Rowan, and then when Rowan sees that, I think the lights in the locker room area go out, and we hear a little bit of a struggle. And then when the lights come back on, Rowan's on the floor mm-hmm. with a like a mask next to him, like a sheet mask next to him. Mikey, that's the perfect segment. <laughs> like honestly, I love that. I love that top to bottom. And then his match gets canceled because he just got attacked. Wow, I love that, my dude. Um. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That. Uh, cool. I will write this down real quick, and then we'll, we'll that'd be good to go. Um. Uh. What do? Okay. That, I feel like. That, is there anything else we want to do with Rowan? And it sounds like we're having a match of Rowan versus Bray Wyatt at Fastlane. It doesn't sound like we were advertising such match. But I think it's what's uh, happening at this point. Okay. Between the two of them. Okay. Um. This also means, Mikey, that on the Excitrometer, we'll have a Rowan versus Rhino match, and then it won't exist in the booking. That's fine. We'll have, like, a separate booking meter. It's like Well, we'll have, like, a booking meter that says, like, Rowan gets attacked and can't have his match with Rhino, you know? Yeah. Interesting. A match with no ex- no booking and a booking segment with no Excitrometer. Ooh, the numbers. The numbers. The numbers, Mason. What do they mean? That was a throwback reference I just made. What did you say? The numbers, Mason. What do they mean? Wow. That's a really... I mean, you and I had really random throwback references. Back to Black Ops 1. <laughs> I'll let you decide in post, Mikey, which reference you would like to highlight. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, okay, cool. So that is that. Um, that will be Rowan set for his segment. Um... We need something. Okay, so last week uh, we pitched the idea of possibly doing Becky Lynch and Bailey versus Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Um, is that something we want to continue with? I think so because I think we need, the thing we, we need uh, threats for like the tag team, the women's tag team titles on SmackDown as well. So I think we can keep that team like alive a little bit. Can I hit you with a wild ass pitch? Okay. Ears open. First match of the night. The, the whole this whole thing is gonna be a first match of the night. <laughs> Becky Lynch and Bailey versus the Country Club. Okay. Then Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Jesse Man Duke, and Marina Schaefer all come out and attack. Whoa. And we get a four-on-four tag. Whoa! That's big. Is it bold? Maybe they don't come out together. I don't think they come out together. I would say, I think maybe Charlotte and Nia come out and attack Bailey and Becky. And then, which allow the which means is disqualification, which means they pick up the victory. And the chaos in the chaos that ensues makes it and maybe maybe the, the, the country club jump in and try to try to break it up a little bit, and then that's when Duke and Shafir come in and start beating up on the riot squad. hmm And then we just turn it into a big eight eight woman tag match. Yeah, we make a new match, eight woman tag. Thoughts? Thoughts, Mikey? Maybe we don't have the match end in DQ. Maybe this all happens before the match even starts. Like, you know, like, 
before the bell rings, the two teams are squaring up, like, getting ready to fight, and then that's when the attack happens, you know? Uh, I mean, I feel like I kind of want to make it an actual match. Are you... So then have the actual match, have it end in DQ, then have it, like, be restarted as a, an eight-woman ma- eight tag match? Yeah, because... One, it does. It would be a DQ. So what I, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch for the whole thing. If you make it a, a normal match, they have a normal match. Very good. Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair come out, attack Bailey and Becky Lynch. It that becomes a a uh, 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 their victory. So they have a victory going in. But Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair look terrifying, and they're both coming in hurt. I guess going to the next match. Um, then with the eight woman tag, I think you can make the argument that one of the four horsewomen of MMA, Jesse Man Duke and Marina Schaefer, win that match and pin one of the members of the country club. And then we get confirmed that this Sunday it's Duke and Shafir versus the country club. I like that. So that that way we have Becky Lynch and Bailey have a victory. Nia Jackson, Charlotte Flair, um, look imposing, and then a the Country Club the women's tag match is set. Okay, yeah, I like that. There we go. That match is there. We're all set. Women's tag and SmackDown Live Women's Championship, pretty much done. All right there. Mm-hmm. And we have a, and we have a match confirmed: Duke and Shafir at Fastlane. Correct. Yeah. Is there any idea of a backstage segment with Becky Lynch and Bailey following this match at some point? I don't know. Maybe. Just, you know, to get some, like, you know, tension between the two of them or something before they head into their match? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, what is it? <sighs> I don't have any idea for it. I just feel like we gotta do something. I don't know what it is, though. Maybe at one point, like, Bailey tags herself in or something. Okay. Yeah. To build heat between her and Be- like maybe Becky like is hurt, but you know how Becky is. She's like she doesn't want to tag anybody in because she's like I got this, I can handle this, and Bailey's like nah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Which still makes her a face because she's not like tagging herself in as a bad person. She's tagging herself in because she's really trying to help Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch is getting destroyed out there. Yeah, Becky Lynch is getting pretty beat up, but she doesn't want to, like... She's too prideful to, like, tag somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Especially not her opponent at Vaseline. Yep. True. I think that could work. Yeah, I agree. So that happens during the match. That happens during the... I guess either match. Fine. Um, yeah. Okay, that's that match. I feel like after that tag match, this Rowan segment happens. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, space space it all out. Yep. Okay, we got a SmackDown Live tag team and this Undisputed Era, Nakamura, Brian, Mike Canella situation happening. I feel like... I feel like... What about just an idea of, like, Elias versus Eric Young? Um, I mean, yeah, I like, I always like a good 1v1 building into a tag team match, like, between two of the guys. I think that's always a good, that's always works. 
Um, and I think, so the premise of this whole thing is that, you know, we're no laughing matter. English and Elias are not a joke. They are something that to be messed with. Mm-hmm. So... There's two pitches here. Either the match ends in chaos, but we have a lot of other chaos happening, so I don't feel like that should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the match happens, and here's the bold pitch, Mikey. In, like, maybe, like, a couple of minutes, two, three minutes or whatever, Elias pins Eric Young. Ooh, okay. So Elias picks up the win here. Elias picks up the victory, and not only did he pick up the victory, it's a quick finish. Like it is like, like, bef- the commercials don't even start. We start the match. Um, we watch. So the it's almost match. like a squat. It's almost like an Elias squash because he's. I like that because maybe he's mad that they interrupted their performance. You know. Mm-hmm. And he is out to prove, if the theme of the night is what you have, have to prove, um, he has to prove for his, himself and his partner English that they are no laughing matter. And he could do that by a easy, definitive victory, singles competition, couple minutes, like two minutes. I like that. Like He like reverses whatever uh, Eric Young throws at him. Yeah, and that's you know. it. And Eric, like and, and, then, like and then Sanity's peeved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we got to do. I'm cool with that. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, then that means all we got left is something to do with this Undisputed Era, Nakamura, Brian, Mike Kanellis. Any ideas for their sort of thing? Maybe... I don't know if we have another match. We have four matches already, and then this contract signing segment. Which kind of fills up, which is a basically a match spot at this point. Yes, but at the same time, we have this like two minute match of Elias and Eric Young. Mm-hmm. But we also have that match at the beginning. Then it turns into an eight woman tag. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think there's room to grow if we wanted to put it in a match. But either way, uh, I think we need something. I think there's an idea of a backstage segment between Mike Kanellis. Shinsuke Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. Okay. You know, after last week, you know, we never said who we said we said that that they accidentally hit Mike Kanellis, which caused um, Roderick Strong to pick up the victory. I don't think we actually explicitly said who hit Mike Kanellis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll 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 throw out the pitch, Mikey. Uh, I I'll, I vote Brian accidentally hit him. Okay, I think that oh, adds, cool that. I think that adds you know a different sort of dynamic with the fact that like you know they used to have a rivalry with him when he was with the Miz. So maybe that's how Adam Cole is like. Hey, maybe he got you on purpose for a little revenge. You know. Oh. Because we, because we, we want this, we want the the story, we want the, the we want undisputed Eric to try to coax Canellis right into like joining them. We're in the locker room. Rowan's body is dead on the floor. Um, <laughs> Adam Cole steps over it and starts a promo. <laughs> my, and no, and, and undisputed era 
walk up to Mike Kanellis individually. Throughout the night, like different like points of the night, we like cut back and forth. Well, I don't know if it's in, I don't think it's different points of the night. I think it's just this one time. And maybe not the locker room, maybe it's like catering or whatever. But uh I think Undisputed Era come up to him and yeah, you're I think you're right. They're like they tr- start like saying that like maybe they don't trust you. You maybe they hit you on purpose. Maybe you should think about joining the Undisputed Era. Stuff like that. And maybe they like leave one of like the they have the, the Undisputed Era are bands like by him and they're like think about it. And then and then and then Brian Nakamura come up and like shoo them off. Yeah, they're like, get out of here. What are you doing? What are you get over go away? Hey, hey. Oh, hey, oh, hey, what, you, oh, hey, oh, oh hey. what are you doing here? What are you doing over here? This is our turf. Whoa, hey. hey. Oh. <laughs> they start snapping. <laughs> they start what snapping. What are you doing with our there? friend? Hey, whoa. <laughs> this is all Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian's just like, what's his deal? <laughs> what is the what the hell is he doing? Uh, were they bugging you? Were they bugging you, Cadellis? Yeah, uh, and I think yeah, and then you know, are they are they bugging you? Is that that idea of like, um, does he show that? Like, I think the idea here is we're trying to say is like, undisputed era not only trying to coax Mike Kanellis over to the undisputed era, but Nakamura Brian not are not positive that they can trust Mike Kanellis. And Mike Kanellis is not mm-hmm. positive what he who he should trust in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Because his former person that he trusted, his former teacher, the Miz, that he tr- entrusted with, back. screwed him over. And Daniel, and he's also trusting right now his former his former rival in Daniel Bryan. He's got major trust issues. Yeah, he doesn't know which way to go because, like, he's afraid that either side is going to turn their back on him. Yeah, but he did make the save. And maybe that's the question for Brian and Nakamura. Is like, well, you did come out and save us two weeks ago. And he's like, well, I did what I felt was right. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So he's kind of like, he's sort of like the shield by, like, he... Like the shield a little bit in the fact that he, he's like, I'm doing what I think is right, regardless of how it aligns me, you know, like regardless of how he ends up being aligned. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that makes sense of his character. Does Canellis show Brian and Nakamura the UE armband? I don't think so, because I feel like that would just give them more of a reason not to trust him. And that'll give him more of a reason to turn their back on him. So maybe he like hides it, just Thro- stuffs it in his pants. Yeah, he like he like like shoves it like under like he like shoves it underneath his like leg or something. Like he like sits on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got so far. Undisputed Era talked to Mike Canellis and say that Brian hit Canellis on purpose last week and he shouldn't trust Nakamura or Brian. Then Undisputed Era give Canellis a Undisputed Era armband. Brian and Nakamura walk up and chew off Undisputed Era. And Canellis hides the UE armband. He hides it. Um, what's the conversation between Brian Nakamura and Canellis following that? Maybe they, they're like, were those guys bothering you? And then Canellis is like, no, no, no. They were just trash talking. You know how they are. Oh, man. I think I feel like Brian brings up this idea of like, look, thank you for saving us two weeks ago. And we're glad we could be by your side last week. 
but I apologize for accidentally hitting you. Yeah, like I, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for hitting you. I didn't mean for that to happen. Just a little miscommunication on our part. Yeah. But no hard but no hard feelings. Canellus thanks him. As one would do. Um maybe 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 Brian turns to him and be like I feel like there's we gotta say something about trust. What is it? What is it? What is the trust thing? Um hmm. Is it Brian just say like we I trust we trust you out there? I know or I know we have I know you and I have a past, but uh Look, but come trust, this Sunday. Trust you but, on Sunday. But come yeah, okay. Here's here it is, here it is. Maybe they're like, I know we've had a past and I know what happened. But come Sunday, if we want to beat the undisputed era, we need to trust each other. I like that. I like that a lot. And then uh Nakamura throws his hand in. Yeah, Brian, like, yeah, we need to trust each other. Then Brian puts his hand in. I like that. Nakamura, Nakamura throws his hand in. Brian throws his hand in. Canellis throws his hand in, and the undisputed armband is on it. And we're like, huh? Uh. <laughs> and then he attacks them both. <laughs> Cut that. No, no, no. <laughs> Nakamura throws his hand in uh, with Brian, and Canellis joins them. And the question, but and then and then Canella and then and then Brian Nakamura leave. Oh my God, the soap drama. Nakamura and Brian leave, and then Canella takes the armband back out and kind of looks at it for a little bit. Oh my God, the soap opera. <laughs> The soap opera drama. The freaking drama. This is, this is what wrestling is. Oh my god. The heartbreak, the drama. I love it, the my violent dude. soap opera that is WWE. I freaking love it, my dude. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. Okay, well, that means that this is the... we've We've done it, Mikey. We've booked this episode of... SmackDown Live, but that's not all. We have one last thing to do, and that is oh crap. Never mind. Scratch all of it. What happened? Scratch everything. We forgot to do a show opener. That's important. How are we doing that? I don't know. Crap! We were so close! Um... All right, right. So we have one more thing to book. We got to get the show opener. Well, here's an argument I'll make to you, Mikey. Okay. We swap out the show opener, make the show opener the tag match. And we just essentially swap the show opener with a fifth wrestling match. Okay. I don't know. Is that that an okay pitch for you? Yeah, I think that's fine. You know, just just a lively, just like here's some other people, and maybe that could be like start going to WrestleMania or something. Maybe Rey Mysterio has a match or something. Okay, because it's also way easier just to do a match. <laughs> okay, well then, um, let's do a match, Mikey. What do you want to do? 
We can just book any match now. Hmm. We have a... Our, the whole world is our oyster here. Yes, we can do... I feel like we got, of course, Carmella versus Tamina or Lana. Um, we got Rey Mysterio maybe versus The Miz or Mojo Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, of course, that those huge tag matches at the beginning of the night, but we could do another tag match, you know, Usos versus the, the revival. I don't know. Um, um, or we can do, I don't know. We got, we got an oyster that can be filled. What, what, what matches any, any matches, maybe something that could maybe set us up for WrestleMania. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, what are you, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? <laughs> what can we do here? There's a lot of options. <laughs> There's really a lot of options. I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm thinking anymore. No, tell me. Tell me what you're thinking. I was gonna say a women's another women's match, but we already have so many things happening with that one we have women's match. we have two women matches one of which is an eight woman tag mm-hmm. and the only other women we have on the show is carmella tamina and lana and we really have nothing to do with them right now maybe drew mcintyre versus somebody to be like hey look he's still here i kind of want to save him for fast lane okay i kind of i also like the idea of him not being on the show um just to save that idea of like, you know, his whole thing is that like it's his whole Drew McIntyre's whole aesthetic to me is that like he is someone that uh, uh, literally he is the hunter. He is the person that lurks in the shadows and makes his attacks on the money, on the point, um, at the perfect instance. So he is a character that is really easy for us to not use for a while. Mm-hmm. And then pop out, hit a quick strike, and then come back into the shadow. Maybe we do either. I was thinking we could do Miz versus Canella. No, not Miz versus Canellas. Canellas is already doing this whole thing. I was thinking we could do Miz Canellas and then have this whole thing happen after Canellas' match. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That seems weird. Um, 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 let's just, let's, okay, all right, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do, Mike. The Colognes versus Slater and Rhino. Jesus Christ, what a match. (laughs) Um, how about this? How about this, Mikey? Let's make it a singles match. Uh, you pick, you pick a face, I'll pick a heel that we have available. Okay. So you're, you have... I'm going to say you have Rusev, um, Sin Cara, uh, Rey Mysterio. Okay. I have Ms. Mojo McIntyre. All right. You pick one, I pick a heel. All right. Um, I'm going to write down the name of the superstar I want to wrestle. Okay. And then now, this, yeah, that's how we'll do it. I'll write the name of the superstar. Now you say it, so I can't change it depending on who you pick. Okay. That would be the match. Sin Cara. Jesus Christ. 
Sin Cara versus The Miz. Cool. I feel like we haven't seen Sin There's Cara in a match. while, and I just want to put him in action. No, that's fair. I like it. Um, and I like the idea of, like, we almost had a match, and so we just have to throw together some match. Literally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Literally, like, literally yeah. We just, just... we just have to pop stuff together. Yeah. Uh, where do I put this? Um, is this match three and we move everything down? Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That feels right. Okay, so with that all out of the way now, <laughs> with that all done and out of the way, that means that it is now time for the randomizer to decide what we do on this episode of SmackDown Live, Mikey. The randomizer up to bat. It, anything can happen in WWE, and we replicate that with our randomizer. We've had injuries. We've had wellness policy violations, title matches, happy endings, um, interferences, nothing happening whatsoever. Anything can happen. If you have any ideas to put into the randomizer, please tweet at them. Tweet them at us. Um, at hit the books pod, uh, and we'll p- shout you out when it happens, when it's picked. Mikey, who picked it last week? I think it was you. Yes, I got the uh, face turn. Was it the face turn last week? Oh yes, because it was the country club. Is what we decided. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, that means that we will have. Um, me hit the randomizer. So let me hit this randomizer real quick and let's see what happens on this episode of Hit the Books. Mikey, are you excited? Yes, I'm very excited. Um, are you at all terrified? A little bit. It's the randomizer, so that comes with the territory. Oh, okay, perfect. Good. Very nice. Nothing happens. Have a great show. Woo! Nothing happens. Have a great show. That's a good thing for us. Um, bad thing, I guess, for future us because, Mikey, like we've said before, we have five of those. One of those goes away. Now we only have three left. Um, so, yeah. So it's going to be a little bit more scarier as we move on towards WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. Just a little bit. Now that I think about it, not good to have that as we're on to WrestleMania. <laughs> makes the chances of injuries higher <laughs> um, great but nothing happened on this episode of hit the books we have done it we have booked it Mikey what else is there left to do for the audience it, sh- it shall be done Um. well we got a bunch of promos and stuff to send your way about us keep going you're going good you're doing good you're doing good so you could follow us and join in the booking community and take place in our uh, excitometer and booking polls every week uh, before the episode gets released on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. We have a YouTube channel where we post our reviews of our of different pay per views, our paper reviews as we call them, and we also post two K nineteen outcomes because that's a thing on our randomizer that we have. Is sometimes we have to decide a match in two K and we do live commentary on it. We have one of those already up if you want to take a look, take a little look-see and see a little preview of how future ones can go. And you can follow us on iTunes, anywhere you can get your podcasts and download all of our episodes. Did I miss anything? Probably. No, I think it was pretty good. Um, I do want to say, though, that uh, we are extending our poll length for Excite Jameer and Booking Polls to two days now. 
just to give it a little bit more of a, a possibility for you to vote in. Um, so be on the lookout. That gives you a chance to, you know, take your time with voting in the booking spectrometers um, with these two days, two day breaks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, I mean, that was pretty good, Mikey. You're doing great. Honestly, doing great. Oh, crap. Thank we you. didn't decide. Who wins, Miz or Sinkara? Oh, uh, Miz. Okay, I don't cool. Know. <laughs> That's all for this episode, everybody. <laughs> God. <laughs> really really came down on the wire on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miz picks up the victory against Sinkara. That is all for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Until next time, everybody. We've got two words for you. Book it. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.